Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business. Now, you are going to be so very glad that you tuned in today because this episode is going to change your life. Now, that's a pretty lofty claim, isn't it? And yet, I'm 100% confident to make it. Why? Because I have a guest on the show today, Mr. Mark Evans, who is a brilliant entrepreneur and thought leader, and he is going to share a technique that is one of the most powerful things you can do as an entrepreneur. What he teaches specifically to his clients and what he shares in his latest book called Marketing Spark is something that so few entrepreneurs actually know about and use. And it's something that separates the good entrepreneurs from the great entrepreneurs. Now, Mark is not only a brilliant marketer, he's a genius at storytelling, which is something that big successful brands do, but not a lot of entrepreneurs do very well. The truth is that storytelling is like... It's like a magnet, and it draws people in to really emotionally connect with you and your brand. Now, if you've never heard of Mark, he is based here in Toronto. He is a marketing consultant and a strategist, and he works with fast-growing companies. He's a very highly sought-after speaker. He's very engaging. I've seen him many times. And he has been telling stories for more than 25 years. Before becoming an entrepreneur, Mark was an award-winning journalist with the National Post, the Globe and Mail, and also Bloomberg News. And I have known Mark personally for years, so I can vouch that he is brilliant. He's a big-picture thinker, and yet he's one of the nicest, most grounded, approachable people I have ever ever known. Whenever we spend time together, he always sets off so many ideas in my brain. I can't possibly keep up with them all. So as you're listening to this episode, be ready to take down lots of notes and lots of ideas because you are about to be inspired in a very big way. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today in this episode. We're going to start off with Mark talking about his journey of entrepreneurship, you know, the highs, the lows, the things he's learned along the way. He's also going to talk about the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make in marketing and also the keys to successful marketing for entrepreneurs. You're also going to learn what storytelling is, why you should be doing it in your business, and some of the key strategies to get started. And then, last but not least, I took this opportunity to ask Mark about being an author, since this is his second book. He shares some of his best strategies on writing and also gives some great tips on how to get started now and what is the most important thing to do when you write a book. So, get out of your head, into your heart, And let's dive right into storytelling, shall we? Okay, Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't believe actually I haven't had you on the podcast yet. I know. We've known each other for a long time. uh, It was about time, I think. Um, Can you give us a bit of a background about where you started and how you made that transition into entrepreneurship? Um, You're right. I wasn't an entrepreneur out of the gate. And to be honest with you, I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. I was a newspaper reporter for the Globe and Mail, um, Bloomberg, and the Financial Post. And I was covering technology. I love covering technology. And I started to work closely with entrepreneurs. And I think, obviously, I caught the bug. 
and started to advise them about their businesses. And then out of the blue, a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to leave journalism and become an entrepreneur. And uh, I said, well, yeah, sure, I'll go for it. And that was the beginning of my, uh, my entrepreneurial career. It's been a, it's been a great ride, uh, unexpected ride, but a really good ride, full of uh, ups and downs as many entrepreneurs experience. Yeah, and so do you, you consider yourself an accidental entrepreneur? Exactly. That, that's the way I look at it uh, for sure. I often equate it to when you go to a cottage and you're at the dock and you're, uh, you're ready to go for a swim and you're afraid the water's going to be cold and someone nudges you from behind. Just a little nudge, not a big one. And all of a sudden you jump into the water and it's shocking. And then about 10 seconds later, you realize it's not as cold as you think it is. And that's the same thing with entrepreneurship. It looks like a big leap, but once you get in there, you realize it's not so bad. And I think that's one of the biggest things I see. Um not just with my clients, but with everyone, people kind of dip a toe, but they don't really go in 100, 110%. And uh, then they kind of give up throwing the towel after a year or two. So yeah, I know for me personally, it took me a few years to kind of find my way and navigate my way around. So, so hang in there, everybody. It will happen. It will come to fruition. And, uh, you know, just to dispel that myth that you have to be an entrepreneur from childhood. Some people talk about having paper roots or um, running a business and, you know, making thousands of dollars when they were 12. I absolutely uh, didn't do that. That wasn't the case for me. No, I had a paper route, I, but I, I never did. thought that would lead to being an entrepreneur. You know? <laughs> and I think you're right about straddling the fence. It, it really is hard to, um, to have a foot in both camps because you're either in or you're out. And when I talk to people, you know, who are thinking of becoming a consultant or an entrepreneur. And I say to them, is this what you want to do? Are you ready? Are you ready to sell? Are you ready not to get a regular paycheck? Are you ready to go through some tough times? And if they can do it, then they're going to give entrepreneurship a shot. But if they can't, then they're cheating themselves because yeah. um, they're, they're never fully committed. Yeah, so true. So true. And if you had to kind of reflect, how many years has it been? You've been at this longer than me, I think. Well, um, on and off, it's been 18 years. I did go back to journalism for five years, but I've run my consulting business for the last 10. Um, so that in and of itself, I think is a major accomplishment because business is hard and being an entrepreneur is hard. I mean, it's very sexy right now to break out on your own and everyone's got these high side hustles that they're want to be entrepreneurs, but it's, you got to hustle all the time and it's a 724 proposition. Yeah, yeah, it truly is. And what would you say, like looking back now from this place of being so successful, what would you say are the biggest lessons that you've learned over the years as an entrepreneur? Well, one of the things I think is that you recognize that you have to sell. I mean, being an entrepreneur is you're selling all the time. And if you don't have an aptitude to sell and you don't believe in what you're selling, then you're not going to be successful. I'd say the other thing uh, which is ironic being a marketing consultant is that marketing is super important for any entrepreneur right out of the gate. So the way that people do business with you is they, they do business with you if they like you and they trust you. Mm -hmm. And so branding is super important to create that perception that you're a professional, that you've got your act together. So it's a good looking website. It's good looking business cards. It's good looking templates. It's good looking letterhead. It's all that thing that helps people feel confident that you can do the job. And if you've got the expertise, then those things come together. So, but if you're, if you're marketing yourself badly, you're not presenting yourself in the best way, then you're, you're really hurting yourself, even if you're super smart. 
Yeah. Okay. So this is good. I'm glad you just went in there and named it because I, I think a lot of people do struggle with that. They think they can bypass the selling because for a lot of people, if you haven't had that experience of having a sales role in the past, they really avoid it at all costs. Um, what would you say is the relationship between marketing and selling though? Because I think I do a lot of, I spend a lot of time on marketing, obviously, because it's something I love that I believe in. And for me, I think when you invest in the marketing, it allows the selling to be easier. I guess that's kind of the relationship that I look at it with because quite often when I get on the phone or I meet someone new who has been to my website or been listening to my podcast for you know years, they feel like they know me and it's almost kind of an awkward conversation because from their perspective, we're lifelong friends. From my perspective, I have no idea who this person is. Well, I think at the beginning, and I, and I say this to entrepreneurs and they often get confused, is that in the beginning, sales is marketing and marketing is sales. They're, they're the same thing. They're not siloed. So I would actually suggest, and this may, sound, may sound kind of strange, is that I, I'm never selling. Like I'm never selling, but I am, right? What I'm doing is I'm having conversations with people and I'm having conversations about you know, what their challenges are, what their needs are, what their fears are. And I'm listening to what they say and I'm talking to maybe how I can help them. I'm never selling. It's never a hard sell um, because I'm, I don't want to push. If they don't want to do business with me, that's fine. But if they do and they're willing to have a conversation with a real person who's actually talking to them like a human as opposed to a sale, super slick salesperson, mm -hmm. then that makes them feel confident, makes them feel comfortable that, that you can help them and that, you, that you've got the skills to make it happen. And I said earlier a lot of that has to do with, in, in, with your belief that you're selling something that you believe in, right? Is that fundamentally you think that your product or service is going to help somebody um, succeed in their business. And if you believe that, if you truly believe that, then selling is really easy because you're, you're basically um, talking about something that you think is really going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. And I think for you're like me, so you're in a, um, an industry or you're, you're selling a service that is yourself. And I think sometimes that that's harder, right? Because it goes right to that deep place of confidence and, and lack of confidence, right? Versus if you are a career salesperson and you're selling uh, telecom or you're selling advertising space, I think sometimes it's easier to sell something that's outside of yourself. Because for me, I feel like, hey, you know, like we all have peaks and valleys. I have days where I'm feeling really confident and I can be out there. And then I have days where I'm kind of in the dip and I don't feel like I'm all that confidence. So I think that kind of impacts my game sometimes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, confidence is everything. There's some days where I'm the world's best marketer and there's some days when I feel like an imposter. You know, when you talk about the imposter syndrome where you think, am I really doing this? Do I really have value to provide? And, and that is part of being an entrepreneur is that, you know, it is ups and downs, you know, and, and you try to ride it out and you try not to get too excited when things are going really well and you're trying to get, too, you know, down when things aren't going so well. But uh, yeah, I mean, just having happy, like, I think the thing about it is, is that business is really hard. And I think it, that's why it's important to have outside interests with your family or your friends or sports or hobbies, things that can allow you to turn off. Because when you're an entrepreneur, the tendency is you're always on and you're always thinking business. And I, I honestly don't think that's very healthy. I think it'll drive you crazy. Mm -hmm. And you'll burn out. Yeah, you have to have other interests. That's a 
fantastic piece of advice. And it also helps you to get perspective because sometimes if we want something to be really successful, especially in the beginning, you want to get something off the ground, there is a misconception that you have to spend every waking hour. And I think unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, experts in the industry that uh, spout that information too. And I don't believe it. I think you have to work hard, but I believe that you have to actually do the hard work, not just work hard. So, and what I mean by that is do those things that are uncomfortable Again, for most people, that's the selling rather than just spend time on social media or goofing around or building relationships. Like you've got to ask for the business sometimes. Yeah. And you do have to focus on what matters and the activities that matter because we there is a lot of busy work when it comes to running your own business. You can keep yourself busy all day and get nothing done. Uh, on the other hand, you look at somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk who claims he works 100 hours a week. And I think that's completely <laughs> unrealistic. I, I think that's, that's pure marketing on, the, on his behalf. I mean, that's you'll burn out in a, in, in a very short period of time if you do that. You know, I, I'm glad you brought him up because I really think he's going to change his tune at some point. I think, I'm not sure when it's going to happen, when that burnout's going to come and give him perspective. But I mean, he's definitely changed his tune on a, on a lot of other things over the years. So I think that will come all in time. So, yeah, but for I, now, it's, it's very sensational. It's getting him a lot yeah, of attention. He's done very well. So I'm not going to argue with his success at all. Okay, in this next segment, Mark dives in and he shares some of his knowledge about marketing and best practices. We have a little bit of a love-in around marketing, I'm sure you can imagine. He explains what are the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make in marketing and also the keys for success. Okay, so let's let's shift gears. Uh, you know I love marketing. It's one of my biggest passions in life. I could talk about it all day. Let's talk about mistakes. What are, since you work with tons of entrepreneurs and startups, what would you say are the biggest mistakes that you see commonly made? So number one, I would say is, 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 is not having a complete and total commitment to marketing. Mm. So for a lot of entrepreneurs, marketing is something new. It's something exciting. It's something they believe is going to dramatically change their business. But when push comes to shove, they actually don't want to do it. Like it's, they want to talk the talk, but they don't want to walk the walk. And so you get in a situation where you, you engage with a, an entrepreneur and you've got all of these plans that you want to execute on and you're ready to go. And when it comes to actually spending money to make it happen, they're like, oh, I didn't realize that was involved and, you know, and other priorities come into play and so you lose them. Like you realize that they're not hundred percent in. So I'd say number one is, is get to a point in your business where you know, fundamentally for many different reasons that it's the right time for marketing, that your products doing well, you know, you have a good sense of who your customers are. The business is on a firm fitting and you believe that marketing is going to take your business to the next level. And then you invest both from um, a faith perspective and from a financial perspective. And then you go in and say, I'm going to do this. This is, this is going to be a good thing. It's, it's, there will be unexpected twists, but you're, you're in, you're in, you're in for good and you're ready to go for it. So that's number one. And I think the other thing too, with marketing is that um, success comes, well, you can, you can, one of the biggest challenges is, is, is actually accepting somebody's else, somebody else's perspective. Mm. So as an entrepreneur, you have a vision about what your business is all about, what the biggest benefits are, you know, why people do business with you, you know, what the key messages are. And, and somebody will come in, a marketing person will come in and say, okay, this is what I believe from my experience. This, these are the key messages. These are the things you have to highlight. This is the way you have to position your business. And 
and a big mistake is a, as an entrepreneur pushes back because I know my business inside out. I work at a 24 seven. I know. And, and they have to, um, that's when you have to negotiate. Mm-hmm. That's when you have to sort of realize that this is a collaboration when it comes to marketing. Um, and sometimes you have to change your stripes. Sometimes you have to realize that the way you've been doing things for a long, long time isn't perfect. And there's other ways that you could become better. Yeah. So listen to the experts. <laughs> yes. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. So this is good. So the first mistake is not being committed and is part of that not being consistency. Cause it's not something you can do a big blitz for one month and then drop off for eight. Right. Right. So there's two ways to approach it. One is to say, okay, we're going to set up a marketing foundation and we're going to work at it for three months. And, and all we want to do is basically go from nothing to something. We're going to do a We'll do no marketing to marketing on a regular basis. And we're not going to be that ambitious. Or the other way to do it is I'm in, I'm in it for the long haul. Marketing has to be an integral part of how I do business along with sales and product development and customer service. And that I am committed to doing it every day, every week, every month, every year. And that's something that takes a huge commitment, but it's part of your business evolving and maturing as you recognize that, you, you, that if you're not doing marketing, then essentially you're operating with one hand behind your back mm. um, because marketing is part of doing business. Like, you know, you couldn't have been Nike without marketing. Otherwise you'd just be a company that made good shoes. But when you ha- you layer marketing on top of that, then you've got this whole aspirational, you know, um, you know, um, commitment to excellence that inspires consumers and gets people excited about your brand. And that's what marketing does. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, you're preaching to the converted. <laughs> you're not going to really get any arguments out of me. What are some of the other big mistakes that you see people make with marketing? They try to be all things to all people. So the common belief is that we're going to be everywhere. We're going to be on social media. We're going to be on content marketing. We're going to go to conferences. We're going to do advertising. We're going to do direct marketing. And so it's, I call it the shotgun approach to marketing because they're all over the place. And there's no plan. It's just if we have a huge amount of ground coverage, we're going to be great. And, and I think that's the completely wrong approach. And, and my approach is basically, it comes down to sort of three, it's a three-step process. One is you list everything that's, that's relevant in terms of how you could do marketing, anything that could be possible, from the things that are the most obvious to the things that kind of sort of could work. And then you list everything and then you rank them on what you believe is going to be deliver the most impact. And the criteria is you rank them, how much is it going to cost me? How much time is it going to take? And how much, what's the return I can get? And then once you rank, then you look at the top two or three out of everything you could possibly do. And you go, I'm going to focus on those two or three. And that's all I'm going to do. Because I think that kind of marketing is going to get me a big return. It's going to drive awareness. It's going to drive leads. It's going to drive sales. And so what you're doing is rather than the shotgun approach, you're doing the less is more approach Mm -hmm. by focusing on fewer things. You can be more successful. If you focus on too many things and you're going to dilute your efforts and you're not going to be successful. So it's just a common sense approach to marketing. I love it. That's a brilliant tip. It's a simple one, but so important. It's like the analogy I sometimes use is, you know, if you have a limited amount of water, are you going to water a hundred plants? Are you going to pick three and give them the amount of water that they need? If not, they're all going to die. Yeah, that's just the way to go. And it's a very simple exercise for anyone to do. Okay, cool. Well, let's flip the flip it to the other side and talk about what are the keys to success in marketing? 
So, well, number one would be a commitment to marketing. So we're going to do this. We're in it. We're going to spend the money and the time necessary to do it. And the other thing I think, and this is probably the most important thing, is having a customer-centric approach to marketing. So it's all about your customers. It's not about you or your product. Now, it seems kind of strange for many entrepreneurs because they love their products and they love selling their products and they love talking about their products, but your customer doesn't really care. And I say that somewhat flippantly, but what your customer cares about is what's in it for them. So how's your product going to make them more money or make them healthier or more efficient or happier, whatever it is. And your product is almost like a delivery mechanism for that. So what you got to do when you're looking at marketing is you got to focus on, so what are your customers needs? What are their challenges? What are their fears? What are their aspirations? What do they dream when they, when they wake up in the morning, what do they dream about? And when they go to bed at night, what do they fear most? And so the more you know about your customers and what motivates them, uh, then the more effective your marketing is going to be because you're you're talking you're talking you're saying things that resonate with them as opposed to um, saying things that you want to say. So it's it's a it's it sounds like a subtle difference, but it's a huge difference. It's mm-hmm. it's a totally different approach to marketing. So um, anything you do has to be about your customers and not about your product. Your product is like a supporting character in in this movie, but your your customers are the stars of the show. Ooh, I love that. Very well said. Okay, did you take note of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make with marketing? Here's the top three. One, not having a complete and total commitment to marketing. Two, they don't listen to the experts. This is so true. If you hire an expert to come in and tell you what to do, listen to them. And number three, they try to be all things to all people. Mark calls this the shotgun approach to marketing, and it's not a good one. He also shared a brilliant strategy for marketing, the less is more approach. And here's how you do it. You list everything that you possibly could do, and then you rank them on what you believe will have the most impact. How much will it cost me? How much time will it take? And what return will I get? Then you pick the top three. And Mark shared an analogy to explain how you should view the relationship with your product and your customer. The product is the supporting character in the movie, but your customer is the star of the show. And now we're going to dive back into Mark's new book, Marketing Spark. He describes the book and what specifically storytelling really is. Okay, so let's shift gears to why we're here today. We're here to talk about Marketing Spark. So this is your second book that you've published. And um, yeah, so I've got, I just pulled off my shelf as we were uh, prepping for this interview, your original book, which was, and I got to actually be at the book launch here in Toronto. So that was really exciting. That was a pretty, pretty proud moment, you know, just to hold this in my hand and uh, see your all your hard work, sweat and tears come to fruition. And now you're already onto your next book, which you've just released, right? It's just been released on Amazon. So if you search Mark Evans Marketing Spark, you'll you'll find it. And so Marketing Spark is is kind of it's sort of kind of a new book. Um, Storytelling for Startups was a book that I wrote because I felt that the storytelling wave was starting to really build a lot of momentum, and I didn't want to be left behind as a storyteller. I wanted to be part of the action. So I wrote the book and like any writer, 
whatever you do is never perfect. You go, oh, it could have been so much better. And the more that I thought about the book, the more that I thought it's, there's a much better book there. It, there's going to be, it's, there's a, it wasn't the book that I wanted to write, the original book. So this Marketing Spark is really, it's, it's a marketing book for sure, but it's mostly, it's a workbook. So it's designed for entrepreneurs to actually see and learn at the same time. So there's lots of templates, there's worksheets, there's tools, there's illustrations. So it's really user-friendly. And the way I look at it, is it's designed to be a book that sits on your desk, not on your bookshelf. So when you're doing marketing, you say, well, I'm interested in doing infographics or I want, I'd like to do an ebook or I'd like to do a podcast. How would I do that? And then the book basically tells you best practices, how to get started, and here are all the tools that, that you can use. So that's sort of the bread and butter part of the book. And, there's, and then there's the front part of the book is about insight into storytelling and messaging and putting together a strategy. So the fundamentals of marketing, but it's, um, it's a very prescriptive book. Uh, I'm very okay. excited about it. That's very cool. Okay, so, so there is still quite a bit, because um, I haven't had a chance to go through that full book, the, the new book yet. So you do have quite a bit of content in there still about storytelling. Yes, absolutely, because I'm a big believer in the power of storytelling for sure. Okay. And if somebody listening is um, not really familiar with what storytelling is, can you kind of like really dumb it down for us? So storytelling, I think, comes down to three things. It's, it's things that, that educate, engage, and entertain your target audiences. So, and I think you, you've touched upon something really important is a lot of entrepreneurs recognize the value of storytelling. Theoretically, they understand that stories are a good thing and we like telling stories. But when it comes to applying it to their business, they, there's a, there's a, they just can't sort of leap over this into the other world, right? And so sto- stories are really, um, it's, it's just things that would interest your target audience. It's all about your customers and writing things that are about them or about their challenges or about their needs or, or things that you're doing or even things that can offer them insight. So it's, it's not, it's, it's stories that have drama. There's a hero in, in stories, but it's really sort of taking a, a more creative approach to marketing. I think, I think that's it because okay. stories can be anything, right? A story can be a beautiful picture or a funny video or a well-designed one pager or a well-written blog post or an infographic. All of those things are storytelling vehicles. And your job is to make them, as I said, engaging, educational, entertaining, right? Okay, so the way you look at storytelling is it doesn't have to be one. Like a, a company doesn't have just one story that they tell. They might storytell in many different ways. Is that fair? Exactly. So you have a core story about who you are, what you do, and why it matters. That's your core story, right? But the way that you tell it in different places. So this, you can tell a story on a website about that tells people the story about about your product and your company's history and all that kind of thing, or your management team. But you can tell a story um when you're making a presentation or when you're even on a postcard as a storytelling opportunity something that's different right i mean it's all about um looking at things that as i say i think it's all about things that that will interest your customer if you want the customer to go hey this is interesting as opposed to this is a boring piece of marketing that this company is trying to give me right okay so this is fascinating. I'm going to, I'm going to dig around a little bit more because I know my hamster wheel is turning and I'm sure lots of the listeners are, are curious as well. Okay. So it doesn't have to be just your creation. Cause sometimes when I think of storytelling, I, you know, you hear the startups of, 
you know, they're telling the story about how, you know, they almost went broke and then they were sleeping on the floor in the office. It's almost like, like a creation story. Like how did it all get started? So it can be beyond just that, right? It doesn't have to be just how you got started. Absolutely. So, so for a lot of early stage um, companies and a lot of entrepreneurs, I mean, they don't, they may not have a lot of customers, may not have a lot of business. So you, you don't feel like you have a lot of story to tell, but I think um, there's lots of opportunities. So for one, you can tell the story, your origin story about how you got started. Those are always very interesting and people really like those stories because they have lots of drama or, or interesting twists. But then there are things like talk about your challenges as an entrepreneur, tell stories about, you know, how you landed a big customer or how you lost the big customer or how you, how you found a business partner or the story about, the challenges in finding uh, office space. Like there's all these great stories, like, 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 how you, like how you found your business partner. Well, I, I put an ad in the paper and this person responded, but there's <laughs> yeah. a much better story. Like if you were sitting with your friend at a bar and talking about, oh, I just uh, hired a really great employee, you'd say, well, I searched here and I did this and I did this and then I, they thought they were gonna go to another company, but then they called me on the weekend. That's a great story. So think about that, right? It's this. It's actually, when you think about it, stories, think about when you go to a family gathering and you're talking about your business. Are you going to talk mm -hmm. in boring ways or are you going to put some drama into it? Are you going to talk with some passion so that your relatives go, hey, that's really cool, right? That's, that's kind of a mindset, right? Oh, so I love stories it. about how you start. There's stories about your challenges, both the ups and downs. There's stories about what you think. So here's what I think about Gary Vaynerchuk or here's what I think about social media or here's what I think about content marketing, right? Those, those opinion pieces, so people get a sense of your personality. Again, you're telling stories. Then when, once you start to get customers, you can start to tell stories about your customers because how your customers are having success with your product. And ideally what happens as you go along the path is your, stories tell, your customers start telling stories about you and how they're using your product. Yes. And then if you wanna go further down the path, then other people start telling stories about you, the media, bloggers, analysts. And suddenly you're sort of, it's almost like a, like a, like this, like a, a, a cycle that you're going through, right? So you can start with nothing, but you're still, there's still lots of storytelling opportunities. Like there's lots of ways to tell interesting stories. Oh, I love that. And you know, you made me think um, of so many different instances, like even the finding customers. I was literally at a coffee shop at, at Deneen, and I know we've met there before. Uh, one of my favorite places to be downtown. And I was talking with someone about business and how everything was going. And as soon as they got up and left, didn't the young lady beside me start to talk to me about what I do and grab my card and uh, listen to my podcast and became a client like the next week. So, so, so you got a good story there. So what do you do? What do you, this is actually a good example. So what do you do with that story, right? Well, you can talk about it on your podcast. That's a great story. You could, mm -hmm. you could have blogged about it, right? You could have uh, done, a, done a video about that story and posted on LinkedIn. You could have written a, a, a case study about that, but there's lots of, lots of different places where you can take a really good story and you could tell it in different ways in different places. And that's how you have to think about storytelling when it comes to your marketing. I love that because you establish such a connection with people. And I, so with that instance, I do actually tell that um, story inadvertently, not in a formal, not in a conscious way, I guess. I think I storytell unconsciously a lot. Um, 
But you know why I tell people that story? For the underlying message of get out there. And, and so often um, we have this fear of getting out, whether it's going to a networking event or going to a conference. We just kind of like stay at home and hide ourselves. And I think just that physical act of getting out and interacting with people and um, putting yourself out there is really, really courageous. So say yes to every opportunity, especially in the very beginning. And so the randomness of doing that, like I could have met with that person and had a phone call, but I didn't. I said, let's go for coffee and meet downtown. So because of that, that's what ended up leading to, you know, finding this client. This so what's a more interesting story? If for you to tell your, all your listeners, I think network is important. You should do it. It'll really help your business. I mean, that's, 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 that's very interesting or a story about, well, let me tell you about the importance of networking and how it actually worked out for me in a really interesting way. I was at this coffee shop and I was talking to a client. That's a much more interesting story, right? It's much it more active and it resonates. And, and I think that's what storytelling is all about. So when I go back to the idea that everyone's a storyteller is we all, we're all storytellers. We just have to recognize those golden opportunities to tell a good story. I love it. And as you're, as you were saying that, I was thinking, what's that good hook, you know, to really lead up and have the opening line of the story of, I went into a coffee shop for coffee and I walked out with a customer, you know, and, right. and it's like, so then you tie it all up in a nice little bow like that. And I also, I just jotted down the word quirky because I love you know, especially when I'm uh, talking to someone about their brand, about their personality or their vision, you know, you get clarity on who you are. Like I always define brand as an expectation of an experience. And so you want to have certain parts of yourself that are consistent, whether it's about you or about your business. And you want people to know you for those things. But then we also sprinkle a little bit of quirky on it. Like what are those things? You have certain sayings, you have certain things that you wear physically, you know, as, as something that's consistent. But I think quirky is really, it's really um, how, what helps people remember you. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that, is that like I'm a marketer and, and you're a coach, but, and we, we do things that are very, very similar to lots and lots of different people, the same people. Everyone does the same thing we do, right? So how do you stand out from the crowd? So you've got to have a little twist, right? And something that, that's a talking point, like for example, my, my little twist may be the fact that um, I ride my bike to to almost every client engagement. Like when I you when do, I, yes. When I walk into a meeting, I might have a little bit of sweat going. I might look like maybe sometimes I look like a bike courier, but that's my thing. So so when my clients get to know me, they go you you and it's like raining or snowing. They go you you rode your bike here, didn't you? I went, yeah, I rode my bike here, right? So whatever it is about you, like that's makes uh, branding is also about personality, right? Mm -hmm. And it's also about establishing yourself as being different from all the other marketers out there. And whatever it takes, you got to explore those opportunities. All right. I don't know about you, but I am so pumped to start storytelling with my business. I think I've done it a little bit in the past, but now I want to really focus on it in a very conscious and intentional way. In this next segment, Mark talks about the fundamentals of storytelling. We also talk about the emotional connection that happens as a result of storytelling, which is important because it fast tracks the prospect of finding and connecting with your clients. Okay, can we go to some of the fundamentals of what makes uh, good storytelling? So, you know, we talked about focusing on your customers. Mm -hmm. um, and really knowing them inside out. Like, like if people haven't 
done buyer personas, they should definitely have done buyer personas. So mm. like really sort of in-depth looks at the different types of customers that you have. And every business has, you know, maybe two or three or four different types of customers. Customers aren't, they don't look and act all the same. They, they act different. So that's, that's one. The other thing is, I think as we, as we touched upon is that I think um, one of the keys is having a mindset to storytelling and, and looking at storytelling as a key part of how you do marketing, sales, um, customer service, whenever you're touching the public or, or your customers, that's, that's marketing and, and really recognizing that, um, that you run, we run into story opportunities every single day. Every single entrepreneur does something that's a story and that you have to sort of recognize those stories and, and capture them, like write them down, you know, on your smartphone or on a piece of paper and then go back to the office and think about how could I tell this story in different ways? Where could I work it? Is it, is this story a good story? Is it a good for video? Like, and that's one of the things is that the more you think about storytelling, the more you'll think you'll get really good storytelling ideas. Mm -hmm. And I think that that makes a huge difference in terms of your marketing. Um, and then the idea is just to do it right is to write those blog posts, make those videos, um, create those infographics. Like, you know, I avoided doing videos for a long time. I, you know, I, I can't make high production videos. And then I had a business coach say to me, well, you know, you should use LinkedIn and make videos. And I was like, Okay, so I just started making videos and some of them are some of them were awful in the beginning and then then I got better and the sound got better and the background got better, but I wouldn't have done it wouldn't have succeeded if I hadn't actually done it, right? So, you know, going back to our Nike thing is that just do it, right? That's a big part yeah. of marketing. Yeah. You know, your early stuff will be terrible, but you're you're out there. I've seen your videos. I think they're good. And, you know, especially I've, I've heard the perspective a lot lately, especially looking towards um, younger gen generations, especially millennials. They don't want something that's uber polished. They want something that feels a little bit more raw and real um, because it's more believable and it's, and it's easier for people to connect with you. I remember, and it's good to have sticky topics. The one that um, sticks out for me, one of your videos you did about uh, you listened to a speaker who swore during her talk and, and you weren't sure what, how you, you felt about that. And it started this fantastic dialogue on LinkedIn. So that was really brilliant. Yeah, I mean, that was an interesting one because um, this woman, very successful, very well polished, dropped the F-bomb several times. And, and I wasn't really sure whether I would, I almost just did it as a lark just to sort of film a video because I wasn't really sure, just a personal opinion. But it made for, that was a great story. I went to a conference and you wouldn't believe what I heard. That's the story, right? So I thought, where am I going to tell this story? Well, I'll tell them in a LinkedIn video. And because it was a, a little bit different, because it was slightly controversial, because you can fall on both sides of that, mm -hmm. that story, you can love that story, you can hate that story, is that people reacted to it. And I think that's one of the things to, um, for really good storytelling is you cause a reaction, right? Um, you get people to violently agree with you or violently disagree with you. And the other thing that I should, I, I'm remiss in mentioning is, is really good storytelling is about emotions yeah. and triggering emotions yeah. and, you know, getting people, cause we make decisions based on emotions. Um, that's our first, that's our first sort of touch point. And then maybe later down the road, we, we, we think about um, making a logical choice. So I often talk about Apple, right? People buy Apple computers cause it's an, it's the way that it makes them feel. They feel cool. They feel part of this tribe. Now they're willing to pay a premium for a computer that's just as good as a, the same quality as a Dell, for example. But it's the emotional 
feeling that you get when you when you walk out of the store with an Apple box, right? You feel like you're on top of the world. You feel like you've bought something really cool, well-designed, innovative. You don't get that when you buy a Dell. All apologies to Dell, right? And so people, whether you're buying a house or you're, you know, you're, um, or a car or, uh, or any purchase, it's, there's a feeling that goes along with it. And that's what good storytelling is. Storytelling triggers emotions. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. It's that emotional connection. And I think as entrepreneurs, we particularly tell stories that allow people to connect with us, whether I know for me, I can speak specifically to many times when people have said, I listened to your podcast and I felt like I was right there with you. And so people have either been where you've been in that experience that you've talked about or they're about to go there, or better yet, they're in it in this exact moment. And so, yeah, it's just such a powerful way to really connect with people. Yeah, and it's like, and, and your stories can be, like people listen to your podcast, can, it can be very inspirational. Um, it can, it, some of your podcasts may be a little scary because you're, you're asking people to do things that are out of the box. Um, and so, you know, some stories are about getting people excited, you know, cause you know, you talk about a trip that you've taken and people go, Oh my God, I want to go to Vietnam too. That sounds amazing. Right. But yeah. That, that's what you're trying to convey. You're just trying to get somebody to start thinking about something to start getting excited or interested or curious or scared or whatever it is. But if you can, if you can get an emotional trigger going, then, then you're doing really well with your storytelling. Okay, cool, cool. Um, and Marketing Spark, where did the name come from? Did you come up with it? Did you know? Did you so, hear? yeah, Marketing Spark is I, I, um, I came up with it. I don't know where it came from, but I, it was just something I felt like, what do I, it sort of aligned with my brand because what I try to do is I try to spark people's marketing. You know, mm -hmm. often clients that I work with aren't doing marketing or they're not doing it very well. And so what I, my, my task is often to get them going to get them jump-started, um, to get them going in a new direction, sort of to ignite their marketing engine, right? And so it just seemed like a, a good description of what I do and it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a little catchy, you know, and makes people curious. So it's, uh, it sort of just fell out of, fell out of what I do. I wish I'd, actually, when I named my business, I call my business Emmy Consulting because it's Mark Evans Consulting. Yeah. But I had to do it all over again. I may have called it Marketing Spark because I really like it. One thing I know for sure is that most people that I know want to write a book. It's often said that everyone has a book inside of them. So since I had Mark on the show, I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to ask him some questions about writing a book, since he's an expert. So you're welcome. He gives advice on how to write a book and the one thing that is actually more important than the writing of the book. And as we end this segment with a brilliant quote from Mark, Listen for this. There's nothing better than storytelling to drive your sales and marketing forward. Before we wrap up, I know that a lot of people listening are thinking about writing a book or maybe in the middle of writing their book. I've got a handful of those people I can think of right now. What Do you have any advice from the perspective of <clears throat> now being an expert author, this is your second book, do you have any uh, advice to give to people about the process of writing or any structure or publishing, any wisdom you can share from that perspective? Well, number one is that self-publishing has never been easier. Mm -hmm. So you can find someone who will help you, will edit your book, will design your book, will upload it to Amazon for you. And now Amazon will handle everything as far as printing and distribution is concerned. So that's that part of the, of the writing process is like, 
super simple right now. And the hard part is actually writing. Well, the hard part is writing the book. So I would say if you're going to write a book, then you should, you should story map it out. Like you should map out what are the, what are the 10 chapters that I'm going to write about? Start with the 10 chapters. Then, then once you've got them, then start to framework each one of them. What are the bullet points that I want to talk about? What are the stories that I want to talk about in each chapter? What are the examples that I want to, I want to use? What are the work, what are the, uh, the case studies? And all of a sudden you'll have like a long list of things you can talk about in chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. So have a framework for your, for your book. And then the other thing is start writing it and look at writing as physical exercise, like going to the gym. You go to the gym every single day, you write every single day. So if, if you're writing 100 words a day, that's 3,000 words in one month. If you write 500 words a day, it's 15,000 words. And a book is 30,000, 40,000, 50, 60,000 words. You know, if you, if you go at it all the time. So skeleton it, write it. And then the other thing about writing a book is you got to market it. Mm. and you got to do things like I'm doing today talking to you and you've got to write blog posts that support your book and write videos and try to do some guest posting try to do some public speaking because you know the funny part about it is writing the book is is easy selling it is hard right, right. Book that no one would ever have heard about and and if you don't market it then then all that great work has basically got no audience right so you got to have a plan to write but you also have a plan to sell and your plan has to happen months in advance before the book is published you can't just sort of say my book is out now i'm going to start marketing um that's those are my sort of my my sort of top top points for writing a book i love it those are good tips and i think that applies to not just writing a book but to anything quite often we uh we have this big picture vision of what we want to do whether it's launching a product a business or doing something new or i see this people uh running retreats as well we have a vision we're super confident but then when everything's said and done and it's go time to start selling then we want to go into our shell and we want to shy away and and so what i find the best thing to do is to have that plan of attack well beforehand when you're in your optimal peak of confidence which is usually when you're at the beginning of a project right yeah. and and make that plan then write it down and stick with it because then when you get in the place where it's go time we sometimes start to you know our saboteurs come into play and we're like well maybe i'm over promoting maybe people are sick of hearing from me maybe people are gonna laugh at me all those saboteur messages come into play and so um if you can get clear on what you need to do before before the time comes, then that helps a lot too. You just go into, and it's the same thing. You don't want to be in strategy and execution mode at the same time. So you want to do that in advance. Yeah. What do they say? Plan the work and work the plan. Yeah. Beautiful. Very well said. Okay. Well, but it's very, it's very good. It's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. So let's start to wrap up here. And um, is there anything else that you wanted to cover that's in the book that is, uh, that you want readers to know or anybody else who? is uh, listening in? Well, I think the one thing when you think about storytelling is it doesn't have to be all you all the time. So you don't have to be the only storyteller. So within your company, you can have employees who are really good storytellers. So let them tell stories. Um, your customers can tell stories on your behalf. You can, you can arm them with stories or encourage them to write stories for you. They can write their own stories on their own blog or they can actually post videos on your blog like GoPro does, for example. Um, you can get the media to tell stories about you. You can use PR and they'll tell stories about you. So there's lots of different people who can tell stories on your behalf. So it doesn't have to be on you all the time. But if you're an entrepreneur and you have, and you have people working for you, is that you, you have to be the storytelling champion. 
you have to be the person who waves the pom-poms for storytelling at all times because it's the only way you're going to maintain your storytelling momentum. Otherwise, you tell good stories for a while and then people forget and then you get back to your old habits, right? So those are my, my keys to success, I guess. I love it. I love it. Well, Mark, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us today. And can you give everybody a shout out of how they can find out more about you, about your website and where they can get the book and also tell them about the newsletter? Because I get, I've gotten your newsletter for years and it is brilliant. I don't know how you consistently publish that every week. So if you go, my website's markevans.ca. Uh, the newsletter is markevans.ca forward slash newsletter. And the book, all you have to do for the book is either on amazon.ca or amazon.com. Just go Mark Evans, Marketing Spark, and the book should pop up. And they can find it and they can get it there. That's right. Absolutely. Good. Well, I can't wait to dive in. I feel like this is definitely something I want to put more time and attention because I think that once, you know, just like we've talked about today, I'm now I'm all excited. I'm like, there's actually dormant stories here in my life all over the place. I can pull off the shelf and start to tell more. But I think that is such a powerful way to really get people to connect with you and with your brand. Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing better than, than storytelling to drive your sales and marketing. And that's a wrap on this episode and interview. Thank you once again, Mark, for joining us on the podcast, for really taking time to share your brilliance on storytelling. I know that Mark's insight as an entrepreneur and his inspiration has not only helped me along the way, but I know it's going to help you. Now, there's so much for you to take away from this episode. Don't miss out on the opportunity to not just learn from what Mark had to say from advice, but also to learn from him as a person, his approach to business. You know, Mark is so courageous. He's a leaper. That's what has made him so successful. He doesn't overthink things. He dives in and he takes action, right? And if you are ready to start storytelling, I suggest that you dive in and really start building that muscle. Or if you feel like you want to understand it more, then head over to Amazon, order his book. It's called Marketing Spark. And be sure to sign up for Mark's newsletter. It comes out every Saturday morning like clockwork. And it contains so much valuable information. I look forward to it every Saturday morning. So I hope you enjoy this episode and that you are inspired to dive in and take action. Because remember, fear is just your greatness in disguise.